right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's episode 26 of our L3 edition. Boy, do we have so, so much to talk about today. And before I get ahead of myself, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Dylan. How are we? Not in Texas today, are we? Oh, we're doing good, man. You know, I think I think the, the idea of being on vacation is take easing the pain a little bit right now. <laughs> This is this is unfair because it, the the podcast has sent you now to two vacations. Yet I'm still here working. Why? I don't know, man. You gotta take that up with management. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is like the third eye pill I put in. But nice to have you back as always. And returning to the show, a uh, very very special guest, a great friend, Mr. Brian. Brian, how are we? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back on this great podcast after you guys snuck one past me and ignored me for my services. But we're back <laughs> together doing this with our rhythm as we had going. So let's just fix our mojo, our voodoo. That's right. We're, 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 we're getting back in track because I noticed that we previewed the Germany game with you here and we won. We previewed the South Korea game with you here and we won. We did not have you on the show on Tuesday and against Sweden. Of course, everyone knows the result. We lost and we lost by a lot. So I said, nope, never again, not happening. And it looks like, uh, it, uh, it looks like we need to get our mojo back. Exactly. Like you said, so Brian, welcome back. And, uh, it looks like you're here to stay for the L tree edition. Yes. And it's, it's science. I mean, let's just be real. When I'm on, we win. Let's just do it. Like, you know what I mean? It is. I mean, you can calculate it. it for anyone who has a PhD in that <laughs> science department, please let us know the formula that you have used. And uh, let's uh, let's jump into everything, boys. Let's jump right into it. As always, thank you to everyone who's out here watching it. A lot of you guys are out here today. Thank you. What's up to Christian? What is up to La Resaca Americanista? What is up to our good friends over there? Congrats on 650 subs. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the personal channel, and uh, maybe potentially we might move the podcast to its own channel, which would be absolutely amazing to see how much support we can get onto there. But thank you. Uh, La Resaca Americanista, great friends of ours over there doing wonderful, I mean, wonderful, wonderful things. We can't wait for the apertura to start and uh, and, and see your guys' coverage. So, gentlemen, we have so much to talk about. We're going to break down exactly the nightmare that was against Sweden. And afterwards, we're definitely going to talk about that elusive quinto partido and what it is that we need to do to get past Brazil and Neymar. So, without further ado, let's go into the first thing which is against Sweden. Mexico played against Sweden on Wednesday. We all know the results, a horrible, horrible defeat to them, 3-0. I would put that under embarrassing, especially the way that we've been talking, uh, the way that we've been playing, excuse me, the way that things have been going. Um, I, I, it's, 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 it's horrible. It's, it's, uh, how did you gentlemen take it after the final whistle blew? Um, for me, you know, I became Korean for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was uh, I mean, it was ninety nine percent of Mexico was Korean after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was really tough to take in. Really was. Um, I don't know. It just it's it just just that feeling you get like, after you play two good games and you have one bad game. Brian, how how was your take on all this? Uh, it's, it's a punch in the gut. It's bittersweet. I mean. I hate to rely on a team to do anything. And the fact that we had two wins going into this, there's no explanation of why you can't get a draw. You know, it's, just all, it's all you need is a draw. You win the group and you couldn't do it. So the the fact that you lose 3-0, I mean, 
like I said, it's bittersweet. It's awesome. Korea gets that win, and and they do us a favor, even though had we won, we would have done them a favor. So it's like I feel bad for them, and it's it's just is what it is. I all that momentum you're building with the confidence under Osorio, and maybe you know their their mental state's better. Um, it then you have a game like that, but maybe as we'll talk on later, there's a small blessing in that in disguise. Yes, it potentially could be a small blessing in disguise. What is up to Carlos, who just said hello to everyone? Um, we're we're going to discuss about what went wrong because that's you said it. It, uh, it all we needed was a draw. We depended on ourselves, and I talked to this about. We talked about this when you were last on the here on the pod. We went against Korea, and we automatically were in the driver's seat, and, and we were in it. We we held our own destiny, and the fact that we couldn't get that draw looked. Uh, it, it was quite uh, it was quite shocking to me, to be honest. Um. I thought we were going to do better. And let's talk. Let's talk specific. Let's talk what went wrong. Let's talk about why it is that we weren't able to get that elusive draw or even a win. Because I was very confident in this team pulling off, uh, uh, you know, getting the three points and going nine for nine. So, um, Dylan, do you have the lineups? Uh, yes, I do have the lineup. So, I mean, really, too, it's a pretty memorable lineup because, you know, it was actually a repeat. It was. and then but... And a lot of people were like, Su- surprised were you surprised Brian by the fact that Juan Carlos Osorio for the first time ever did not use a rotation uh I mean it is surprising but I think we kind of had to expect that he was going to stick to it to a formation I don't know if you want to get into it um the only thing I was surprised at is he didn't push uh Salcedo to right back Yes, we're going to talk about that. We're we're going to talk about about that. that. We'll we'll, we'll get to that right now. But uh, Dylan, just for those of you who, for those, why don't you let our listeners know exactly what the lineup was? Uh, Obviously, Ochoa and Goal, uh, Alvarez, Salcedo, Moreno, Gallardo, uh, Hector Herrera, uh, Andres Guardado, Miguel Ayun, Vela, Lozano, and Javier Hernandez up top. Yep, exactly the same. Exactly same, same lineup that we used against uh, South Korea. And, uh, you know, you, you, you see this lineup, and, and I think it's really uh, fairly uh, easy to say that you're confident in these players because they pulled out a good result against Korea, and now, you know, we already know what the end result was against Sweden. So let's, let, let's talk about the first 10 seconds because the first 10 seconds proved to show a lot. And it was the fact that Gallardo gets a yellow card right away. Did you, did you gentlemen, see it as a yellow card, or, or, or what do you guys think that happened within those first couple of seconds? Uh, really, I mean, I saw it and I said, okay, well, this is obviously a foul, but I don't really think it constituted toward a yellow card. I mean, especially early in the game, too. Brian, yeah, uh, you generally, unless it was like studs up, like you know, like a really, really nasty tackle generally you get a little bit of space for maybe one kind of hard challenge so i was surprised there was no bigger just warning like hey you know you know what i mean so i don't know maybe i I think that just kind of played in everyone's heads right from the (laughs) get-go you know what i mean no yeah yeah no i i i I completely agree um and it's uh it's when 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 the foul happens and and I see the yellow card and I, something in my gut told me this is not the way I wanted things to start and something told me things are not going to go as planned. Yeah. Um, I don't know if 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 
if you know you can call chuck that up to whatever you want to call it but i didn't feel comfortable at that point um and then we saw a lot of sweden not so much of mexico uh i really thought because me and me and me and you dylan we discussed about this i really thought we were gonna take the game to them not let them take the game to us uh I was really, really hopeful that we were going to press them up on their pitch. We were not going to make uh, make them comfortable, but it seems that we were just kind of soaking up the pressure at first, and we we kind of invited them and tried to get them on a counterattack, which is something that, you know, what so many people could have argued that that was probably the right play, but um, just Sweden looked hungry, and, and the fact that they were, and, and we kind of invited them to kind of come at us was very worrisome to begin with. You know, I don't, I don't know what you, what you think about that. Um, yeah, you know, pretty much the same thing. You know, after the yellow card happened, you know, I said, okay, you know, let's shake this off. You know, let's let's get into our game of rhythm. And then, you know, you you see the the handball that was called on Ochoa. You know, really, you know, just right outside the box, which yeah. is really which is really scary. And you know, from that point on, you know, I think to myself, you know something's not right, you know, it, it's going to feel off and, you know, we're not going to show up. I feel like, and, you know, that's when I get that sense, you know, like it, it doesn't feel right. You know, I feel like we're going to have to get punched in the face here. And, you know, we really did. <clears throat> we really did, Brian. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that, about that Ochoa play, uh, I'm surprised. I, I know you can't review that, but like, man, when we looked at that again, it was just like, Really? That's what we're gonna get called again? <laughs> you know? What I mean? Yeah, it it, then, it. I mean, it looked like it was exactly on the line. Yeah, and then in terms of the the tactics of the game, like Sweden wasn't really. I I I, I don't want to sound bitter or salty, but like, in at least in the first half, they didn't scare me. There was a couple shots they took that kind of went sailing. Uh, I know they had a couple close range ones that caused Ochoa to make an effort, but in terms of like the buildup. The buildup wasn't throwing us off. Um, but on the other side, you know, Vela had a couple shots. One went one went high. Chucky wasn't really getting involved. And, yeah, there was, a, there was just a bad vibe in that one. Uh, there was. Especially the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it was more of a gut feeling that I guess a lot of us felt. Um, but let's, uh, you know, let's let's talk about exactly what went wrong. And that's and, and because very few little things went right. And I think the only things that actually went right were in the first half. After that, the second half was completely just yeah. a nightmare, complete, yeah. complete nightmare. Um, I think if you look, I think we 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 predicted that he was going to use the same lineup against uh, Sweden that we used against Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, he surprised us all. And I think the one reason we wanted to see that lineup again was before the defense specifically. Um, it's not that we don't have trust in Edson. It's, it's not that we don't believe in him. It's the fact that we know that right back position is, is, is difficult for him. And even though he played a good game, I'm not going to say he played the best game against South Korea. He had a good game against them. There was a couple of times where, uh, where, where he kind of uh, was taken, taken a bit off and, um, but he, he, he held his own against South Korea, but it, I was just, I would have liked Salcedo more in that position. I would have liked Ayala to come out and especially, you know, trying to win those aerial battles. I think that that for me was key. And the fact that we didn't win most of them kind of showcased that maybe, maybe just maybe we, we, we didn't start the right people. Well, and the other thing too, is I, I was hoping that, uh, well, sorry, was going to make at least like a halftime adjustment or an adjustment mid game and just tell Salcedo and Alvarez to switch. I mean, yeah. 
Alvarez plays center back. And if and he's, if he's in between players and and I I'm not I don't want to point fingers because I really do like Lyun, but Lyun was a little bit slack in there on some of those counter and it's, it's, it, it, it it makes him look awful. And I think mm-hmm. it would have suited both of those players better had Salcedo just switched. I mean, you don't have to make any subs, just switch them. Exactly. And 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 it's it's a poor game on Layun's part too because he wasn't dropping as much, he wasn't covering as much in the defensive half as, as he usually did because against Germany he had a performance that was just phenomenal. And against South Korea too, he was dropping, he was running, he was all over the place. I don't I, I don't know whether you want to chuck it to fatigue, whether you you know, because we only had what that three day rest period for this game. Um, you know, what I you know whether the players were a little bit uh, down. I, I I don't really know what to chuck it up to, but Layun definitely did not have the game we were expecting him to have. Because I I said that he was going to be one of the most important players coming up to this game against Sweden, and I, I I think he failed me, and he failed a lot of us because he didn't give that same effort or or that same performance. And I get it; it's tough. It, it, you know, you're you're running for a full ninety minutes. You've done it for 180 now to go out there and do it for another ninety. It's 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 a lot to ask for, but and again, that's why you're at the World Cup for. That's what you're yeah. here for. You know, it's 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 a sprint. It's not a marathon. So you you kind of have to go out there and you got to keep going and, and you got to keep pushing. Dylan, I'm interested to hear about this whole you know Edson Salcedo kind of push because uh, we, we we've talked about it plenty of times on the pod. Edson at right back, it's 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 not a preferred position for him. Okay, it looks like Dylan's having a little bit of a technical difficulty. As always, it wouldn't be the podcast without these <laughs> difficulties. So I guess I'll just answer my own question here. Um, so if, if you notice and if you look back, Brian, at, at a lot of these plays, uh, Sweden was t- attacking a lot through Gallardo's side and yeah. kind of crossing the ball and, and, and putting it in the box. And you saw a Sweden guy usually mostly always, always unmarked. And that was usually always supposed to be Edson Alvarez's guy. Now, I think Sweden was kind of smart and they noticed that Edson wasn't covering his space like he had to because yeah. Edson would naturally drift in. He that's that that was kind of his exactly. that's his natural that's his tendency. He's he's a center back, he's a central defensive mid. His his mind, his 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 game has always been drift a little bit inside, drift a little bit inside because you know that's that that that's all he really knows how to play. He can play right back and I'm not saying he's the best right back in the world, but he can he can play it. But I think you saw how weak of a position that was for him because I think he just had this tendency to just kind of drift inside and leave a man open. Yeah, and another thing too about being a right back, I mean Salcedo's not a not a, a technical player by any means, but he pushes forward conservatively. So that's why that I think he works better as a right back or you know, when he's with his club, a right center back. Um whereas Edson, he doesn't look good. Like Reyes has, has problems as a central defensive mid when he does have that opportunity to get a push forward because both of those players aren't technically savvy. They have other strengths. And that's why I thought like that change was going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you notice too, and, and going back to exactly what you said, Salcedo, the way he pushes up is exactly just straightforward. Just just right down, right down the, the right-hand side. When Edson mm-hmm. was pushing forward, he always, always drifted towards that middle. Yeah. Um, it just showcased. It just showcased that that's his game. Like you know, and and I, I wish I think I, I'm more than sure that Osorio saw it. I'm more yeah. than sure that he was he was aware of it. I don't know exactly why he didn't do anything to fix about it. So, Dylan, are you back? 
Yes, I'm here now. Okay, good. As always, a, a little difficulty on the part, right? <laughs> yes, it never fails, man. It never, never fails. But I, in a way, it's always a, a, a sign of good luck as well, too. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll reiterate my question to you. It's uh, how did you take this whole Edson Alvarez uh, thing? Because it looked like he, like, like we mentioned before, he, our position for him is not a right back. And I think this game actually showcased exactly why is it that, that we urge that he doesn't play on that side. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, especially, which it really sucks to talk about. You see it leading up to that own goal, too. And, you know, um, you could say that, too, towards Lyon, too. I mean, it just seems like Edson was just trying to mark two people at once leading to that own goal. And then, you know, yeah. he just makes that mistake. And, you know, it's just it's it's devastating to see a young player like that, you know, who comes out, you know, plays plays a decent game, you know, going in against Germany, being subbed in, you know, having a good game against um, South Korea. And, you know, just to really doesn't really seem like some people will say not show up, you know, have a average game, you know, be subpar. And, you know, it just really sucks to see that too. I don't think he had a subpar game. I just think he was just it, defensively. He was bad. I mean, offensively, I, I, I saw some creativity coming out of him. I, you know, he was taking on two, three players, but like, I, like I mentioned to Brian, you know, he, he, the tendency to drift inside a lot too, didn't help to open much space either. You know, he was running more into traffic than actually relieving the pressure off of it. Yeah, and the other thing too is he, like, he doesn't really play that role with America, like in terms of like being really high up. So, and the one thing he kind of suffered when he did that is like his passing going forward is a little bit weak. Not weak as in like he missed the player, but like soft. Like the, the pass would be soft. Like he wasn't quite sure what to do with it and like that's asking something of a player to you know what i mean it's like asking uh cheech to run all the way back down and mark people you know what i mean yeah it's just not his strength but um but that he's not the only one that i had faults i mean on the own goal they double marked a player that headed the ball backwards it's like you don't need to double mark him yeah you don't and, and there's and then layun and guardado are just standing there and it, i like i it like those goals are gonna like well, hopefully they're not going to haunt you, but in that moment they haunt you because it's like, wait a minute, well, that that's an easy goal to avoid. You know? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it it really it really 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 is. So I mean, any anything else you guys want to add on with this whole Edson talk? No, I mean I'm pretty sure I hit the hit the main points. I, 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 think, I, I think, think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no go go. I think he's in. Oh me? Yeah. Oh, I thought I think uh, what I was gonna say was now with Moreno out. Since we're just talking about uh, Edson, I always thought that um, I think you're gonna see a line of five in the next one with Alvarez actually being in the central, the 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 central center back in that. That would be interesting to see. It's so a back five with potentially. Well, yeah, I could see Layun playing right wing back and Gallardo playing left wing back. And then it'll be Ayala. Alvarez and then Salcedo in his natural club position. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that more. I know yellow card and, and why it was so stupid for him to get that yellow card against oh. Germany. Yeah. yeah. But I think just to wrap up this whole Edson talk, um, I don't really blame him for the third goal, for the own goal. No, not at all. It's, 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 it's stuff that happens in the game. That, I don't really care about it. It, it's, it was more in the first goal that I, I, I kind of hold him a little bit responsible. So yeah. It's uh so, but I, I I think if you if you notice, we talked a lot about the 
the confidence of these players and, and how well they they've accustomed to each other. And, and, you know, it looks like they encourage and, and they play for one another. Um, it, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, Edson after tearing up and crying, you, you see this, you know, you see Ochoa coming up and Ayala coming up to him, just kind of telling them to, you know, it, it's okay. Things happen. It's, it's, that's the game. Just lift your head up. we got a big game coming up. Just, Gotta keep pushing forward. You learn from these mistakes and you and you push on. And and I think Edson Edson has taken those words to the fullest and hopefully he comes back even stronger for, for Brazil. Because we're gonna need it. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, he doesn't need to be I mean, there's no reason to be upset. I mean, uh we've seen this team get sliced and diced. I mean, Germany last year did worse things to us than what sweet how Sweden scored. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the guy whiffed the ball, it just happened to hit. The, the one open Sweden player to open the goal, you know what I mean? Exactly. I, it, like, against Germany, they literally was like, pass, pass, goal. And I was like, uh, wait. Yeah. Can we, can we restart? <laughs> I'm trying to go back on the on, on the FIFA yeah. <laughs> menu and put restart. restart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It, it, it's true. And uh, and and I think if, if, if you're looking back, I think if we would have put some of those Carlos, Carlos Vela options away first, I the game's yeah, completely different. A hundred percent. And yeah, it, it, the, all the luck that we consumed in the first game went the opposite in this one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you ask me, I'd rather have had all that bad luck happen now. Yes. Ag- agreed. A hundred percent. That sets the tone for the tournament, the first game. Exactly. Exactly. I would... I couldn't agree more with that. And, let, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, England, I mean, they go through, but they've just lost the game. But I don't think they're – I mean, granted, not in the same manner, but it's not like they're going to be like, oh, my God, we, we lost the game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you're through, okay? We had a little bit of help from South Korea. It, you're through. Exactly. And, I, I mean, you, you can also see, I mean, two different groups. I mean, at the end of the day, we were in the group of death. So you know, sometimes sometimes you need that bit of luck. Sometimes you need a result to go your way. And unfortunately, uh, like you like you mentioned at the beginning of the pod, it's it's unfortunate that we have to because I wanted to kind of be in control in control of our uh, our own destiny. We were in the driver's seat. I would have loved to have seen this team come out and and, and showcase that we can go nine for nine. Um, but it happens. And like I said, I much rather have lost this game and had horrible luck this game than. To have seen it uh, later on in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree too. So, I think we can completely just kind of put this game to bed to a poor performance in the second half because I think really we didn't show up. I I, I want to talk to you quickly, gentlemen. How did you guys take the substitutions? Um, really, I think I would like to have seen Tecatico come on a little bit sooner. You know, I, I feel like I. Like Marco Fabian and him were were a little bit of a difference maker, you know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I thought they were okay. I thought they were pretty good. My question was, why didn't we see Raúl Jiménez? Yeah, and I, I and I and I told you this too, Dylan, and at the beginning of, of of last podcast when we were kind of reviewing previewing for this game, Raúl was for me the perfect striker to start this game, and. Uh, maybe he should have because I think in those aerial battles, in those physical challenges, in in in, in kind of opening up and in, in, in getting this Sweden defense to maybe break apart because Sweden, as, as much as we want to give credit to some of their luck up front, defensively, 
and structural structural wise, they were very very disciplined. They yeah, were very agreed good. agreed with whole, wholeheartedly on that. I mean, extremely well. Hats off to them because they, the way that they played in 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 their half, it it, it was always going to be tough to get around them. And I think a Raul Jimenez would have made things a little bit easier for us to try to get something going. Well, let me also say this: uh, Tecatito has been looking absolutely atrocious. Exactly. I mean, um, maybe he might have to be a starter to get a rhythm going when in, the, in like twenty minutes, where uh-huh. everybody's starting from fresh. Because obviously, something's going. He's not looking like the guy that played Wales, who was yeah. just completely destroying defenders. Do you think that maybe he 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 feels like he's under the shadow of Chucky Lozano right now? I think it maybe it's like asking him to do too much, and that's why I'm thinking like maybe if he's just maybe if he starts the game, we're gonna see a different version of him where he can read a defense and uh, from scratch instead of like okay they're sitting back and they want me to pull you know a FIFA move off of anybody you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you you see by then too, you know, it's 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 three nil already to Sweden by the time he comes in, and you know, and a, a lot of time too, you see Sweden, you know, sitting back a little bit more, and so you know, it's, it's not like it's going to be a, a a straight back four line two for Sweden. I think I, I like the Marco Fabian switch. I, I I think that was the right one to make. Um, Tecatito too again would have liked to see him a lot, lot, lot sooner. Um. I really don't know why he threw on Oriya Pralda. Hmm. But to be honest, I mean, you, you, <laughs> I, Raul Jimenez makes more sense than, than putting Oriya Pralda. What, what was Oriya Pralda going to give you? Well, if we were, if we had a one zero lead, that's when you use him. Because yeah, he because he can hold all he can, he can drop and and then retain the ball and hold it, yeah. and 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 feed off like that. But you weren't going to ask him for to do that. You know, you 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 needed to throw everything up there and, and get yourself a goal back. Yeah, I mean it, it, that's that's what was kind of you know, I, I questioned the substitutions that the times that they may make the substitutions. You know, uh, I guess it's the same I, old same old story with Juan Carlos Osorio in that aspect. Right, and I, and I just don't I, I just don't agree with other people saying that Jonah Gio and Aquino should have come in because I've heard that a couple times now. And I'm like, I, I, what's Aquino gonna do? Exactly. They're yeah. Back I, I and think, they're like, they're like, uh-huh. no, we're, we're good with this. No, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Kai Torres who said on her on, on her kind of review video that she would like to see Aquino. Uh, I kind of disagreed with that because what was he gonna give that Tecatito couldn't already give? Yeah, and in terms of like Gio and Jonah, I mean, if you're gonna play Jonah, you gotta start. You gotta start him. Yeah. What's he yeah. gonna do coming off the? What's he gonna? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in terms of the subs, I don't think that's a factor in this game, to be honest. Uh, like, in in at the in the long run, just because, like we said earlier, that the the momentum of the game was in thirteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a yellow card. Ocho gets called for something that wasn't true, and it's like, ooh, this is not this. I, I don't. Yeah, know. you I don't felt something was off why, right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we seen Vela score that uh, score those kind of goals, those curlers? Yeah, well, and you know, it, it's different in the World Cup. <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder now. Yeah, yeah, and, and but you know, it, it it's kind of like his money shot in if we're it using is. basketball terms. But and he you know, had that header. That was unfortunate. Yes, that was unfortunate. Yes, I'm so. Um, but like I said, I, I, I'd much rather have taken this loss and and 
gotten all that bad mojo out of the way than to have seen it come up in a later round. Well, I don't know if you if you had this marked down or not. Um, what unless you just want to open this now since you're talking about bad bad vibes. Um, maybe the, like I was gonna say, the blessing in the skies is the fact that that looks like a round of a sixteen collapse. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that looks like the type of Osorio team that didn't know what to do when they were down by one. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Maybe the maybe the blessing in the skies is that wait a minute, we broke down. And we've done this before, but now we have another game. And look what happened last time. We were in the semifinal. And even though we lost against Portugal, there was some controversy in it. But we were still in that game too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Who's to say that you can't just rebound? Hey, you got one more game now. You're through. Just get rid of this. Just throw this away. I, 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 I agree with you. I completely, completely agree with you. So I guess that really sums up Sweden, you know, Obviously, the the victors here, three 0 can't you know can't complain about them. They play I their. I sure game. would love to have a friendly against them in Sweden, though. Yes, I, I want to play them again because I I just feel like we just got so just unlucky on some aspects as well as they played well too. But I'm just saying, like I feel like uh, I think I in the attacking like, aspect that they got much much luckier. Yeah, but they were a smart defensive team. That's 100 percent true. They were, and then hats off to them because, I mean, it's very composed, very, very well organized, and uh, let's see how well that carries them through in the knockout rounds. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, we got to suck it up. We take we take the L and, uh, you know, just kind of dust off and get back on your feet because uh, next task is, is not an easy one by any means. Nope. Nope. So let's, uh, I guess, now's a better time than ever. Let's jump straight into – that uh, that elusive fourth game, and uh, I really was hoping that it wasn't going to be Brazil, just because I wanted things to be a little bit easier for us. But you know what? I've come to terms with it, and then it's it's the game. I guess we've all been anticipating. Everyone thought it was going to be this. It's come to it. Mexico will face against Brazil on Monday. That is at seven a.m. Pacific time. That is nine p.m. at nine a.m. Excuse me, Central time. And then, of course, for our friends in the East Coast, that is ten a ten o'clock. So another early, early game for Mexico, and against a very, very tough opposition. But it's to be said that uh, Brazil aren't looking that great right now. Do you gentlemen agree, or do you think they're just? Uh, they're just waiting for the knockout rounds to actually start waking up. Um, I saw their opening game. I think that's the only game that I I really really truly remember, and I didn't I didn't really think they showed out that their best either. Um, you know, although we see them do seem like catch some rhythm going forward in the next two games, but you know, um, we'll just have to wait and see too as well. Brian, how how do you feel about this Brazil team? Uh, I don't think they're you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say because they 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 had a draw against a, a, a good Swiss team, and then they had two really late goals against Costa Rica, and then extremely late Ser- Serbia just melted. So it's like the the reason, like like you were saying, you didn't want to play Brazil, and the only reason why I didn't want to play Brazil is because every knockout round we're always playing against a big name team: exactly. Argentina, Netherlands. Um, it's just like, uh, where, when when are we gonna play a Japan? No offense to Japan, you know what I mean? Where yeah, no, it's, no, it's a toss up. No, I, I I completely agree with you, but I think this is gonna showcase that 
if you know if, if we come out on Monday victorious against a Brazil with a Neymar at, at the front foot, it's uh, it's going to say a lot, and I think a, a lot of teams are going to bat their eye over and say, okay, this is a uh, this this seems this seems very serious and maybe a team to worry about. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, and the other thing too about Brazil is just like I, I didn't see the other Concacaf teams doing anything. Um, no offense to Costa Rica and Panama, but they had difficult groups and they, they're just not the same level they used to be. So I said, hey, if we reach the round of 16, I think that's a good thing, especially with, with Germany in the group in the first game. Yeah. But so at this point, it's go big or go home. So it's like, what do you have to lose? Forget the exactly. nerves. I, this isn't a group stage match anymore. It's not. It's not. You got to go out for everything. I want to see these 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 players go out there and, and give it their all. And and we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and and what it is that they need to do to get out victorious. But uh, you know we're going up against Brazil, a Brazil that, mind you, has lost Marcelo for this next game. Um, is they, is that confirmed that he's not is that he's that he's out? I believe so. Do you want to get on that or should I? Um. Yeah, you do that, man. I don't have my phone right now right, to on that. I so mean, that well, would be I... huge. That would be huge for Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be extremely, extremely huge. Uh, let's see. We got Marcelo injury. Let's see what the doctor said. But, you know, a, a Brazil that had a Douglas Costa that was out, too, for that game against uh, Serbia. So, let, well, you know, whether or not they come back, will they be 100% is the question. Yeah, that's a scary name, too. So, it looks like most likely Atletico Madrid's Felipe Elise will be on that, uh, that left-hand side, which, I mean... If you think about it, for uh, te- uh, not Tecatito, for Irvin Lozano's sake, it's uh, it- it's looking good. Could be, um, because yeah. I think Mexico is going to have to play a similar game as their first game. Yeah, which I mean, you know, you you the way the way I see it too is, you know, if you look at the draw, whenever you first see the draw, you know, just just forget, you know, the whole the whole World Cup for now. You know, you see it and you think, okay. Well, Mexico is going to finish second, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look for a result against Germany. Um, you know, we'll get a result against Korea and then, you know, it's going to be coming down to Sweden and, you know, and you see the next group too, and you see is it's potentially going to be Brazil, you know, we pulled Brazil. And so, you know, obviously we're coming out of the press conference too against Germany. Juan Carlos Osorio said that, um, he's been preparing for like six months, uh, for Germany too, as well. And, you know, but you see the, you see, you see the draw and you, you kind of think to yourself, if anything, you know, this, this match was anticipated too as well. And so you kind of wonder to yourself, you know, has Juan Carlos Soro been, been drawn up for Brazil too as well? Yeah, I think he has to or had to because that's – if you just kind of gambled with it, even if we, you know, had a draw or a win against Germany, you still have to anticipate playing Brazil because they had a hard, difficult group too. So there's always that opportunity. And if you're going to study anybody, you better study a team that's like a Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we, we still go back to saying, you know, these players bestow their confidence and their trust in Juan Carlos Osorio. And, you know, obviously, you know, you see Juan Carlos Osorio doing things against Germany too that, you know, really surprised a lot of people. And so I, I really don't see why, why we can't replicate that again come, um, come Monday. And I think we can, and I think we will. And 
Uh, reading up on <laughs> this is the strangest injury, by the way, too. Uh, apparently, Marcelo isn't 100% confirmed ruled out, but he hasn't started training yet. So it looks like he's under medication right now. It looks like the reason why he left the pitch was because his back locked and the 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 doc is blaming the hotel mattress for his injury. Well, that's definitely a difficult injury. So, um, he see nothing's confirmed as of yet, but he, I mean, only, only one would know exactly how that goes. So, I guess we'll get a little bit more news come come Sunday whether or not he's going to start. And then let's not forget, besides Douglas Costa, who's missing against Serbia, they also had Danilo there starting right back, who wasn't uh, who wasn't fit because of a calf injury, also. So, it looks like potentially maybe three players that are not going to be a hundred percent fit come against Mexico, uh, and at least two very important players for them in, in that defensive side. So it, it, it looks like maybe we, uh, we use and abuse the wings. We're going to have to try. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you really gonna have to try on that. Really? All righty. Well, let's talk specifics. Now let's go into detail. And by, and like we always do it, let's, uh, let's, let's predict our lineups as always, gentlemen, I'm gonna throw it to you first, Dylan, Give me your actually, yeah. I'm gonna throw it to you, Dylan. Give me your lineup for uh for for Monday. Um, let's go with Cholan goal. Um, Layun, the the right wing back. I really think it's, I really agree with Brian. I think it's gonna be like a, a back five. Um, Layun, Sacedo, Edson, Ayala, Gallardo, um, Guardado, and, and Hector Herrera. Um, Lozano on the left. Cheech up top and um, Jesus Corona on the right. Okay, okay. Give me your your lineup, Brian. Same exact one, but Vela in place of Tecatito. Vela in place of Tecatito. Okay, okay. So going back five with two in the midfield, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Two wingers. Yes. And one striker. Like, yeah, and one striker. Yes. Mm-hmm. So creatively speaking, who is going to take that kind of role, pushing us forward? Well, I think we're, what they're going to do is try to absorb as much from Brazil and then get it at least to either Guardiola or Herrera and then play it through to the wings to either Vela or, or, or try to get a long ball down to Lozano. So then you think, you think the game plan is soak up the pressure from Brazil, relief off with a counter? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be the same uh, possession-wise because if we remember, if we go back four years, uh, it was a five-three-two, and actually Mexico's counter happened a lot more often than the Germany one because we they were trading possession, and Mexico had I think eleven shots in that game, so I think it's going to be very similar to that, except for the fact that I think we're going to go more out wide on that. Okay, okay, I can see that happen. I can see that happen, and. If that is the case, then should we be worried about maybe Brazil having too much of the ball, or or, or how is it that we we can feel okay with with soaking up the pressure? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean you're gonna have to. I mean, if you if you if we did the same thing to Germany, um... but I feel like against Germany we kind of went toe to toe with them for a little bit. Uh, the first couple of like maybe thirty minutes we kind of pressed them high. We we kind of made them a bit uncomfortable trying to play out, and yeah. then once we finally had our goal, then we soaked up the pressure. Then we tried to relieve and get everything on the counter. No, I agree. Uh, just 
in terms of like how I see the game playing out, I just think that just being Brazil and how they play, I think we'd rather have them, you know, feel more think almost like false confidence with, with the ball and then kind of play it out. Like we, like we do successfully. Um, if you know what I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's how Irving Lozano has been so dangerous with everybody. And, you know, when Vela has been looking the best, he's been orchestrating that attack. And I think we just, even if they don't, even if they're not doing that as much as they did, you know, in, in a successful game of Germany, um, that might make that even more deadly, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then in the first couple of minutes, how do you want to see this Mexico side come out? Do you want to see them be a little bit aggressive? Do you want to see them be a little bit more passive? What is it that you want to see from these starting 11 once the first whistle blows? Uh, just just some confidence, really. I mean, just really come up with some confidence and just play your game. I mean, really, that's all it comes down to it, too, as well. Just playing the game, finding the rhythm early and taking it from there. Yeah, I think you need to be uh, – there, there needs to be some pressure. It just depends on where, where it's at on the pitch. I mean, you can't over you can't overcommit. I don't know if you, we've seen this a couple times in the midfield where one player overcommit and then, like, a Swedish player was able to break free. So you got to be careful of that. Um, the one thing I just – the one thing I don't want to see is the sloppy passing if mm. Brazil does the pressing. Because I, I don't know if you guys saw anything anything from the – Belgium uh, England game but Belgium when they would be pressed they were able to pass it right out of it yeah uh, and, and that's the one thing I think Mexico's weak on so that's the only thing I don't want to see I, I just don't want to see any any coughing up and there's you know you, we, we're out we don't have Moreno uh, so they're gonna have to adjust defensively um, that's my only that's my only concern on that all right. Now that you said that uh, we have Moreno out uh, let's talk about that backline because they're they're gonna be the ones having the most to do during uh during those 90 minutes it's uh it's 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 most likely going to be those back three Edson Ayala and Salcedo how how do you think that these these boys kind of come up to this game how do they prepare for this how, how what do you think Juan Carlos Osorio has been telling them you know oh I think it's going to be have to be some like what we said in the in the tournament game uh lots of communication and support um because there's you know, obviously they're going to they're going to go strong through Neymar, but we've seen him get flustered. So yeah. if, if, if you're able to close off his spaces and try to have them do one of their, uh, try to make a miraculous player just talent their way through it, uh, eventually that's just going to get repetitive. And if you're 20, 20, 30 minutes into it and they haven't looked as good as they thought they would be looking, then you've already got an advantage on that. That's true. Uh, yeah, Neymar has not been Neymar this World Cup. Uh, he's looked a little bit, you know, off. Uh, I think Brazil's real actual danger man is Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was, I was ready to see how um, ready to see how we we're going to handle Coutinho going into this game too, as well. The Barcelona uh, midfielder looks like he's been orchestrating things for Brazil. Had a, a very, very good game against uh, Switzerland, and then he's carried his performance throughout the whole group stage. I, it's curious to see who do you think has the task of kind of maybe, uh, you know, breaking him down and, and kind of stopping him from being the player that he is. I kind of really see it kind of. It's really kind of hard because you know you're you're playing with two midfields too with the predicted lineups that we get. 
I mean, really, if you're really going to have somebody in that holding position, it's going to be Edson. Really, if if it was to be a back four, you would think, but really, we see it as a back five going into this. So, to me, that to me, that's hard to say. I would give Hector Herrera that task. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to. Uh, one of the one of the successful parts of the Germany game um, was the fact that you closed off spaces in their midfield. So, mm-hmm. it, like I said, they're going they're going to go heavenly reliant through Neymar. Or if they're going to try to go through Coutinho, you're going to have to have that supporting cast. Um, and then if we're going to be playing a counter type of game, they're going to, have to be su- su- supplying it to our deadly, our deadliest players up top. So, yeah, Herrera is going to have to be whether it's Alvarez or Ayala in the mid, in the uh, central uh, center back role. Uh, that's who's going to have to be taking care of that. Unfortunately, that's going to be a big task. Best, a big test that I think uh, our, our players are ready for. I think they've yeah. prepared themselves too for this. Yeah, I think, I think they've they've known that nine times out of ten it was always going to be Brazil. And, yeah, and I, I think would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I but think whoever feels just, there's no tomorrow, you know. It, it, yeah, it, if you you know. No, I agree. I agree. So I think they've prepared themselves for this mentally as well as physically, and. You know, the only thing that worries me is against against Germany. You saw that Germany uh, like Anola Spalda a lot at sometimes our our defense. They they got through 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 the back a little bit too easily. They they won our backs. Um, I'm worried that that Brazil will do the same. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, only because I feel like they're a little bit quicker than the Germans. Yeah, this is this is a type of game I really do miss Reyes and Araujo. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, we can't can't look talk, can't talk about ifs ands or buts, but. Um, that one stings, <laughs> especially with Moreno out. Especially with Moreno, because here's another thing I'm going to leadership wise in the back. Yeah, who steps up? Well, I'll tell you what the the one our one our, one of our strongest defenders this whole this whole outing has been Salcedo. Yeah, uh, he has... he's not afraid to talk, so he's going to have. I outside of Guardado, I think Salcedo's going to be doing a lot of talking. I think yeah, he's 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 gonna have to kind of be the captain of the center backs, um, and, and he's gonna have to speak up a lot. And he he he, alongside with with the rest of his his center back partnerships, they're gonna have to have a really really good game. No mistakes whatsoever. If, if, if you if we go back to that Swiss game, uh, there were some fouls, but they were hounding Neymar. Um, they were swarming him, and they didn't mind you know bringing two players to mark them up and we might see that happen with a and Salcedo. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree. The wingbacks too. They're going to have a very important role. Yes. I think uh, as much as they, they can support up top, I think the defensive game is going to be even more important, you know? Yeah. Cause I think before, before they get to the center backs, I think, you know, Neymar or William, whoever ends up playing on the right is going to have to get through the wingbacks first. Yeah. And if we can somehow stop their attack there, then and you got to feel good about that. No, I agree. So it looks like, again, Dylan has been having a little bit of technical difficulties, but, so, but it's okay. That's why uh, you're, you're back on here, Brian, so we, we can continue all of this. Um, I think now that you know, we talk a little bit about the defense and what they have to do, I, I, I want to just quickly talk about this subject because – a lot of people are going to be looking at Ochoa to have the same game that he had four years ago. 
Well, he's been he he still has been spectacular despite the previous game. Um, I think he had a wonderful game against Sweden. Uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna you know, he he's gonna be one of our biggest biggest factors in this. Um, and I could very much see this game being played out like that four years ago. Yep, you could see. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, the Brazilians do remember Ochoa, but uh, I don't think they remember him just for the 2014 World Cup. I think if you look back, Ochoa versus Brazil, Ochoa's always had wonderful, wonderful games. And I just hope that it just continues in this one. You know, I remember clearly the Copa America 2000, was it 2007? When, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. when it was held down in uh, Venezuela? I believe so. I remember Guillermo Ochoa starting against Brazil. And a wonderful, I mean, this is a very young, young Guillermo Ochoa. And he had a fantastic, fantastic uh, game against Brazil. Then I remember to a friendly where it was just pouring. And he had an immense game against Brazil there too. So I've I've, I've seen him play against this uh, against Brazil before. And and. He's 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 pulled out on top, and and I think this 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 game is going to be no different. Well, Mexico, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, in the recent history, at least at least from '99 onward, it's been back and forth with with Mexico and Brazil. Yeah, I mean, from all all levels too. I mean, from U17 to the Olympic final to uh, Copa Americas and Confederations Cups and World Cups. Now, um, it's been back and forth. Uh, I, I, I'm, I would argue that out of all the Latin American teams, maybe Brazil's the team you want to play. Yeah, I, I can see that, and I can agree with that too. I think we, we, we most definitely have enough talent. We most definitely have enough willpower, and we most definitely can get one above Brazil. It's not going to be easy, though. I, I'm, I'm not saying that this is going to be a, a walk no, over no, the park. not easy. Not um, easy. And just as much as we said that to beat Germany, you need to have a perfect game. To get past through this Brazil team, you also need to have a perfect game. Yeah. Not just because Brazil is Brazil, but because you want to showcase also that you're 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 a team that is here to compete and contend for that World Cup. And it, it, yeah, that too. Like I'm saying, like I, I thought the whole fifth game thing sometimes gets overblown. But if you always if you also look at it, if you're man if you manage to get through Brazil, you're gonna be ranked one of the top eight teams in this tournament, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, that's just, that's a precedent for the future. It is. Because you've, you've disrupted the demons that you can't get past the 16. And we've already seen streaks broken and we've seen things broken. Germany was one of the only teams outside of Brazil and us uh, to make it through the group stage in over an X amount of years. And now Germany's streak is done. So maybe our streak where we can't break through, we can actually do it. Exactly. And and you know what? Four years ago there was this talk in state while well, leading up to the to, to the game against the Netherlands. We gotta go. This is their time. The fifth game, the fifth game, the fifth game, the fifth game. Now the talks seem to have died down a little bit. It it doesn't seem so much as we can't we can't get past the fifth game. Now it's we need to get through through Brazil. We need to get through Brazil, and and, and you, it, it's kind of a shift in mentality, and and even now, so too. Look, talk about talk about, uh, just the podcast itself. Right now, we could have easily have been talking about the fifth game, the fifth game. We, but yeah. we haven't references to it in that sense. And yeah. I think, if as a fan base, if, if if you're talking about it and you're not referencing it in that sense, then 
you can only imagine that the players are not looking at this as, oh my God, here's the one game that we can never get past. It's okay. We have Brazil. What did we need to do to get past these? Not just to go reach the fifth game, but so that we can go on and keep pushing for the title. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's great. That's it's it's shown how the the mentality has shifted, and and in in a very short amount of time too, because it's... Well, and the thing too is you've got just one game. Don't even worry about what's after it. You've only got one game. That like, there's the the Sweden game is behind you. It like of you know something that happened that's. On the low side and the high side, the Germany games behind you. That's all you got now is Brazil. Yeah, you have Brazil, and then you need to go out there and you need to get get that result. And I'm confident, and I'm confident. And I think if you see that after the the, the game against Sweden, some of these players coming out in, in, in social media and, and into the media and just kind of saying, you know what, you know, you take a lick and then you keep on taking sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it showcases how strong their mentality is. You know, it's it's yeah, we messed up, we had a poor game, but you know what? These things happen. We have Brazil, and we know that we gotta go and contend and showcase and represent a whole nation like that. Yeah, I mean, Argentina got smushed in their second game, not even the last game, the second game, and they're still breathing. So it's you know what I mean. The hope is still there for everybody in the last in the last sixteen, even and, Russia. Yeah. Even Russia, who you never know, could potentially pull off the upset. Yeah. And so, the only thing, I will say this one thing, though. Uh, the one thing that drove me nuts today, I was watching one of the games, uh, the, the Belgian-England game, was that the commentators were already talking about the quarterfinal against Brazil. And I'm like, that's a little disrespectful. Yes. Yes, it is. And I'm like, you, I, I would love to just upset them. Just that, like a certain commentator on ESPN will probably have already oh, yeah. Brazil on there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Stevie. <laughs> but, I mean, and this is why it's so important, too, to win in such a good convincing manner. Because you earn that respect. Because you earn that right to say, we're in the top eight. What more? What what back can you say about us? We beat Germany. We we had a good run in our group, a group of death. Yeah, we lost against Sweden in a on a very poor day, and yeah, we relied on a result to get us through. But look what we did against Brazil. Look what we did against Germany. Look what we did against South Korea. Look what we're capable of doing. And I think the moment that you really you, you give that statement off and you showcase that to the world, then then they can truly start looking at you as the nation you are for the soccer that you play, not for what they believe or think of a small little soccer country you are just because of where you play or, or your region is. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I have faith in this team and I, and I think things, things will go well. And, and I think we talked about what it is that we need to do to hold off Brazil. Now the question is what player is going to have the most important game going forward and kind of getting us over Brazil. Who's who do you think up top has the most responsibility? Well, it's going to be a difficult one to say. Uh but you know, up at least in terms of an offensive player, I, I would say one of our best would be Irving Lozano. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was it's either going to be him or him or um, Carlos Vela. Yeah, but I think I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for him to score one of those that he's used to. And you know what? 
hopefully it, it, it it's against Brazil. Hey, maybe there's a prophecy written in the stars and, <laughs> you know, Mexico won its first, like, major hardware at the youth level with the Carlos Vela, you know, man of the match type game. And now we're fighting for that new streak to be broken. And we've got Carlos Vela. Maybe it's written in the stars. At the helm, yeah. Maybe uh, it's, yeah, maybe it. Someone out there, I know you're listening to this, has that prophecy written down. Scan it, upload it to Twitter so the whole world can see it. Because yeah. you might be right, Brian. You might be right. Somewhere in this world, in it the stars. Started, started against Brazil and it ends against Brazil. Can you imagine? A whole generation to get to this point, to this stage. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I love a lot of these players. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of, you know, personal decisions, but... <laughs> I do love these players. Uh, we've been following them since 05. Yeah. They've, they've inspired a lot of hope. They've won m- many things. I mean, Gold Cups, Olympic finals against a stacked Brazil. Let's be honest. That yeah. Brazil, that Brazil side was uh, marketed as $300 million worthy. And Mexico wow. was 90. So it's like, <laughs> that was a that was a huge win. No, and it we was. Had these, we had these... Like hope installed, so it, who who's to say it doesn't end? That streak doesn't end, you know, or is broken, I should say, against Brazil. It could happen. It could happen. I could see it happening. I could definitely, definitely, definitely see it happen. And come Monday, I will tweet at you and say you were right. The prophecy was <laughs> right all along. It was fulfilled. <laughs> it was fulfilled. So uh, predictions. I mean, would, do you want to start heading towards that? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Let's go. It's, we're up to that point right now. So give me your prediction, Brian, come Monday. I think we're going to see a combination of two matches. The one from from uh, 2005 Confederations when we beat Brazil via penalty, I believe, uh, Borghetti. Um, that was a crazy game. And the one that we saw four years ago. So I see Mexico breaking the streak and they score a goal an unorthodox goal not from the run of play either some sort of set piece or a penalty 1-0 walk away with the ticket to the round of eight I can see that happening I can see that happening and if I'm looking within the stars and if, if I'm going with what's Inside my gut feeling, and and I I, I want to say four zero as always, and I, I want to <laughs> go with that. I would love that. I would go with that, and and and. But if you're looking at it and in from a perspective, and you know so much is riding on this, and you don't want to th- think about it like that, but you know deep down inside it, it 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 is. But you have confidence, and you see these players, and you like we said, we follow these players for so long, and we've seen them grow, and and to get to this point, to the most important point, because like we mentioned, for for some of these players, it's the last big World Cup for them. Yeah. They know that it's 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 go big or go home, and that they will never get this opportunity ever again. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're not thinking about that because I think that will cause a little anxiety. But no, I know, but I think they've built themselves to this point because they know, like it's right. I have right. to get in my best shape because I need to go out there and prove it. And I need to go out there because I know I can. And if I look at it, I'm going to go a little bit conservative here. Mm. And I'm going to go to New Mexico. Just like a Copa America. 
just like at Copa America, exactly like that game. I remember I was just, ugh, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember literally watching the whole game and, and, and the scores and the Ochoa saves and everything. So I'm going with that 2-0 result. It's gonna be tough. It's 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 gonna be raw. It's 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 just gonna be a whole roller coaster of emotion, and it's gonna be seven o'clock in the morning, so that never helps. Um, so I think it's uh, it's it's gonna be two nil for Mexico. We're gonna we're gonna finally break that streak, and we're gonna get past Germany, and then we're probably gonna see Japan on the other side. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe we get through Japan to a second. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, you wanted that. a Japan, so I mean, yeah. Watch, 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 it's, watch it's possible. A, Belgium get a red card and Japan get through with two penalties. <laughs> exactly. So you never know. You never know. But I do agree with you. I think one of our goals is going to come a little bit unorthodox like that either. It's a penalty, a corner kick, a free kick, something off a dead ball situation. I think we get a goal like that. And then in the last, last couple minutes, once. Once um once Brazil has thrown everything up top, we just we, we get a counterattack and and that celebration will cause earthquakes from Mexico City to everywhere. <laughs> yeah, still, from Mexico City will go around the world. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Uh, I mean, I know am- amongst uh, Mexico fans, it's not uncommon to say, yeah, there's a there's a a, a mini rivalry with Brazil because it's been give and go with them it's not been like oh brazil just always kills us it's not and um i think if, the, if mexico wins this i think in the eyes of the footballing world it will be a rivalry cemented it will if brazil wins i mean if uh mexico wins this one because this is neymar's golden era it is so um that's not the, yeah there's no need to think about that as a player but if you're able to accomplish it, that's one thing you can say moving forward. Is like, I think we just established a legitimate rivalry. And then I agree with you. I think I think we would have we would have established a legitimate rivalry. And I and I have faith in these players, and I know that they're gonna, they're going to come out on top. So, I, you're going one nil. I'm going two nil. I Dylan's not here right now because of technical difficulties. But I know that if he was here, he would predict a four nil victory too. So. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, if you're watching, I know you. I I know I know that's what you're going for. So I'm throwing it out there in the universe. Hey, maybe maybe we could we, we convert on all those chances we missed against Sweden and Germany, and it is a force. <laughs> Who knows? It has perfectly. It could possibly happen. Oh my god! Can, I can only imagine because I'm watching this with uh, with all my coworkers at work because we have oh, a TV god. going on and everything. So can you imagine that result coming out and I'm just staring at everyone, just like exactly. They'll, they'll re- you. resurrect your um. Your shrine. Yeah, my shrine. My shrine will probably be built right after the whistle goes. Mm-hmm. I, I, we would start getting on that building. But uh, let us know. Let us know, people. Tweet at us. Let us know exactly what your what your prediction is. Uh, Christian says 2-1 to Mexico. Uh, Leva says 3-2 to, to Mexico. That would actually be a very a, a very entertaining game for the for the neutrals, but a very very nervous and very tense game for us for us. Yeah, uh, watching that one. Um, but, but also, you said two zero, right? Yeah, I think two zero was the score. It, it might no, it was a three zero that when they beat them in the U seventeen. Oh, in the in the two thousand five, I think that was a three zero. Let me see you. The U17 2005 final. I think it was 3 0. 
Oh, it was literally right here. Yep, 3 0. Okay. Well, maybe we'll replicate it. Maybe we'll will. Leva said if we win, I can die happily. So I, I'm not gonna die happily, but I could die with uh, a, a a nice smile. A nice smile. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think uh can you imagine just witnessing that being the generation that be that got able to witness that got to be able to cover that in a sense, you know, that you know, can you imagine, you know, the article that you're gonna put you know put out after that or you know, yeah, the, know. the podcast we're gonna have after that? It's 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 gonna be a whole festival, it's gonna be a party. But here's the thing too, it's like the importance of winning that against a, a big time favorite and um like I said, it's like moving forward, it's like break the break that streak that uh, that net on that negative streak of failing and have high hopes for the future. Like, you know, we got to the quarterfinals. Let's, you know what I mean? Like 2022, let's, we're going to win it. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's all about aiming high. And I think that this group is definitely at that point where they know they're here for a reason. They're here for not just a fifth game. They're here for more. They want more. They're hungry. And I think, And I think the Sweden game is a blessing in disguise that we lost like this because I think it triggers them to kind of refocus themselves, re- retrain themselves, and because of that, we're uh, we're we're giving we're giving ourselves an even better advantage of moving forward. So, and Dylan back. is back. Yeah, Dylan is back. Dylan, quickly give us your prediction for Mexico Brazil. I already said that you were gonna say four zero, but go ahead and say say <laughs> say whatever your heart desires. We're winning in penalties. Winning in penalties. Wow, that is a very nervous, intense game, my man. Yeah. I won't have much hair after that. Yeah, that'll suck on FIFA when all our players have no energy for the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, no recovery mode. Oh, my goodness. Because it would be that Friday, too. Wow. Hey, I'll take it. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I'll, no, I'll, t- I'll take everything, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be so stressful. I'm like, yeah. I will take getting Brazilians angry and getting two red cards, if that's what it takes. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I, by any means possible. I I, I agree. <laughs> I agree, but it's uh, it, it's going to be tough. But I think, you know, I, I think that the players have that mentality that they know it's it's not an easy game, but they came here to compete. They came here to showcase their own abilities, their own talents. Some of these players are playing for a contract somewhere else, um, and, and, and they know there's so much on the line rather than just a fifth game. So. Yeah, and and it's not like we're fa- like I said, it's not like we're facing Spain. It's our, we're a team that are well, not in England yet, and because you know it's like you haven't played those teams. We never play those teams. No, we haven't. You know what I mean? So it's like, wait a minute, we we played Brazil. We we can make we can you know put put things together. We can we can definitely definitely do that, and I have faith and trust in us. So. With that said, gentlemen, do you want to add anything else to this Mexico Brazil preview? I've never had so much trouble with Wi Fi in my life. <laughs> See, this is, is it- why you don't go on vacations when, when the Eagle Eye podcast sends you. That's true. I might as well stay home now. <laughs> oh, man. Brian, anything else you want to add on? I don't know. I think. Uh... It's been fun. It's been stressful. I've got nothing to lose. No, we got nothing to lose. Just go out and win it. Yeah, go out yeah. there. 
you know, go out there, sweat your the very last drop of sweat that you have. Go play out for there. the love of winning. That's what they said. Play for the love of winning. And I think these players love winning. That they're gonna go out there and they're gonna perform. They're gonna do that come Monday. We're gonna Could win. You imagine we're up one nil. They throw a Reedy for Alka on there, and we get a breakaway, and he puts home a two zero. Oh yes, that's uh, perfect. That's the perfect start. <laughs> have his confidence so high for the season. Yeah. Wow. Yes, please. That'd be please, so please, 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 please. Well, I can't imagine saying anything else. I can't imagine saying anything more. All I can say is, nada nos detiene. Hashtag it. Hashtag Viva Mexico. Somos Mexico. Everything Mexico. Oh, can you, I? Mexico wins on Monday. There's going to be a lot of people tattooing themselves that result. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> uh, that, and we're going to have a lot of Mexican babies come nine months after that. Yeah. A lot. So, of... so basically, I mean, you're saying you're going to get a tattoo if we get the result? No, no, not yet. <laughs> we win the World Cup. I'll think about it. Oh, uh, they win the World Cup. I'm buying a replica World Cup trophy and carrying it with me. <laughs> for four years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everywhere you go. Everywhere I go. Yeah, I would definitely... I, I, I would do the same thing. I would definitely... I'll, I'll get pulled over by officer like, what is that? I'm like, it's a World Cup, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can never take that away from me. Yeah, you ain't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming along. It's been episode 26, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for every single one of you guys who came out here and watched and gave us your support. If you guys have missed a live show, for whatever reason, make sure you guys do catch up and do uh, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes because, as always, you guys can take us on the go. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at EagleIPod. As always, we love interacting with you guys. Let us know what your uh, predicted result is, what your predicted lineup is, whatever Whatever it is, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep and you need someone to talk to, we can promise you either me or Dylan are still up too because we're reminiscing about this game coming Monday. So just, you know, shoot us a message there and uh, follow us because uh, we're almost to 300. And once we get to 300 followers on Twitter, we're going to be doing another nice little giveaway, aren't we, Dylan? Yes, a very nice giveaway. So that, Yeah. No, we can't say much. We can't say much because uh, for legal reasons, we can't. But... Uh, you know, we uh, uh, we're, we're we're hopeful, and uh, you know, let's keep the family growing. Brian, as always, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Let's hope we get that mojo back. Mm-hmm. I I, I think now that we're back together, the, the triangle is completed. That's right. Okay. If no we it, how, once no we win, how cheesy we are. Yes. How besides <laughs> the whole cheesiness, but uh, if we win, come Monday, as soon as the final whistle blows, I'm not only gonna message you that the prophecy has been fulfilled, but I'm gonna go and I'm going to go hashtag Eagle Eye tr- Holy Trinity. Yeah, I will accept that. <laughs> so thank you as always. Let them know where they can find you on Twitter, my man. Uh, it's at Brian RMW. If you want to look at my articles, it's thestoppagetime.com. Make sure you guys check them out. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, articles as well. Dylan, do you want to plug in your articles as well too? Because uh, you're you're uh, you're writing again. Uh, I don't even remember my own website, man. I'm be real honest with you. Uh, if you go to if you go to my Twitter page, you'll you'll see the little website link right there, and you can find um, all my content. You know, stuff that I've done at, at college. Um, obviously, the pod, um, a little demo reel for my three games that I commentated the women's soccer team, and you know, just a little 
bio about me and my blog too as well. All right. One, la- one last thing. One last thing. I got my media credentials for Global Medica United, so my fingers are crossed. I can land a quote with my my chosen son, Diego Linus. Yes. Oh my, that would be perfect. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. 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 I will chase him down. <laughs> yeah, you should. You really should. Yeah. He, he's go. Well, one one last thing, you know, I'm, uh, you know we, Brian said talking about this triangle is completed, you know, and I'm looking on the map right now, and you know, I'm just like seeing like this little like triangle <laughs> like <just> come together. It's in the stars. Hashtag it. Remember, it's in the stars. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been episode 26. Thank you so much. As always, be ready for Monday's game. I know it's going to be tense. It's going to be wild. But if you guys believe just as much as we believe, and if a whole nation believes, trust me, the players will believe them as well. They will go out there. They will win. And they will prove to the world that Mexico is not a third world soccer country. It's a rich, rich football nation. So, as always, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Until next time, I hope that all of you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, a wonderful match day. And we'll be talking very, very soon. Until next time, guys, take care. And as always, vamos Mexico.